This is Sage Phillips, and you're listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. It's a special episode on a Wednesday. It's the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jamal. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Giant Crap. I'm here with two James and Hill Will Mahoney. How you doing, guys? How's it going? What's going on, dude? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. We're also joined by the proficient Sage Phillips. Uh, you know him. You love him. He's definitely been making a mark uh, here in the D.C. area in Nova Pro. Sage, man, uh, you have a big match coming up this weekend that we'll talk about much later on down the road, but how you doing right now? I'm good, man. Uh, just relaxing from the long day and uh, trying to get prepared for the weekend mentally and physically. So, Well, well let, let's talk about that for a little bit. How do you uh, prepare for matches? Do you have any uh, – are you superstitious at all? Do you have any pre-match routines that you go through? Or is it each appointment that uh, dictates how you prepare? Uh, it's mainly depend- – each opponent is different, obviously, so – Obviously, I look for my tapes, or in this in this day and age, you can look up YouTube and find all sorts of Jonathan Gresham matches that you need to, to for a tape study. But knowing Gresham's style and knowing the technical style that that we wrestle, um, I try and do a lot of uh, interval cardio at the gym, lifting the weight, keeping my cardio up to try and prepare myself uh, physically. And to show that I can hang and keep up with Jonathan Gresham, who, in my opinion, is one of the best technical wrestlers in the world right now. Yeah. Um, no doubt. No doubt. You, you, you're talking about physical and mentally. Uh, to take one step back, um, now, uh, it, it is no secret that you did suffer maybe one of the most gruesome injuries in all of uh, in all of sports with an ACL, um, a torn yeah. ACL. Does that ever come back to haunt you? As we, you know, we've seen in in all in all sports, a lot of people' career absolutely just be shattered afterwards. And I know you suffered it at a younger at a young age, but um, at all, does that ever come back and become a mental challenge for you? Uh, it still is. Um, I tore my ACL about two years ago, October twenty sixteen. Um, it was just a freak accident before a show. It wasn't even in a match. I was rolling around in the ring and. I hopped off uh, the corner and land on my left foot, and then I started snapping. Two weeks later, I found out my ACL was torn, so that was fun. Um, I got surgery in November 2016, and the recovery time was about six months. Um, it's still a mental thing. I still wear uh, a knee brace during my matches, more as a stability in my mind, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um Physically, it's fine. I've not felt it since my surgery. Um, but I know it's a challenge that I have to go through every day. No, but knowing that I was able to go through the six months, and like you said, like not everybody can recover from a torn ACL surgery. But I made it adamant that I could. And I even 
came back ahead of schedule. So, and it just keeps driving me to show that even despite despite torn ACL, I'm still able to make the trips, make the drives, and be prepared for anything that comes at me. Uh, right on. You talk about your you talk about your torn ACL. You do wear the knee brace. Uh, are you concerned at all that it may be a bit of a um, uh, a beacon for opponents to, to attack? Uh, obviously, you're trying to protect yourself as best you can, but the other opponents have got to smell blood in the water when they see a man in a knee brace. Absolutely, but also, I've come to expect that now at this point. If you see a target, you're going to go after it. So now I've came up with ways to prepare myself for opponents that want to try and attack my knee brace and defend myself properly. So John will be smart if he wants to try to attack my knee, but he'll have to be prepared for what I come back with against him. Ooh. <laughs> so and it's held, it's held now since uh, well, October 2016 is uh, when the injury happened. So you've been you've been back from it for quite a while now. So it's kind of combat tested, and if it survived, uh, John putting you in a pretzel shapes before back in <laughs> April when he when you came to Nova the first time to face him. Then you, we've already at least seen that it can survive one go around with him. So it's not the first time you're in the water with him this time. So absolutely, that, that's got to be a bit of a confidence booster. For sure, for sure. Like I said, yeah, it has been two years since the surgery. And my knee brace is more just as a precaution more than anything. But overall, my knee is 100% healthy. Awesome. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we, I, I like to ask wrestlers this because it's such a grueling business. Um, you, your knee may be 100%, but overall, how are you? And when was the last <laughs> time you have overall felt at 100%? <laughs> It's a, it's a really good question for wrestlers because it's no secret that our bodies do get banged up a lot in the wrestling business. Um, right now, I'm feeling really good health-wise. I've been going to the gym and going to the chiropractor and keeping my body as in best shape as I can. Uh, my diet has been a lot more on track as well, and I've actually uh, gained uh, size and muscle. So in terms of physically, I feel like I'm the best in shape I could be for Jonathan Gresham this weekend. And right now, in, I would say I'm in the best shape in my career as well. But like you mm. said, uh, injuries do come and go. But as wrestlers, we learn to adapt and uh, compromise th- through them. So right. <clears throat> you haven't what keeps you uh, from going off the rails, uh, so to speak, when something that debilitating uh, sidelines you? Uh, it's more like with my knee injury, uh, I just saw the success that my friends were going through. Um, guys like uh, Mance Warner, Cole Radrick, Trip Cassidy, friends and my peers that I see being successful. And while I was out, is my mentality is I'm going to be right back on the ladder, climbing up with them, ready to take the wrestling world by storm with them once I come back. So that was always a motivation for me. And just to prove to the people would like this, again, despite a knee injury, I was able to overcome it. And just seeing, I believe it was like, it was around the same time Seth Rollins had his knee injury as well. So seeing his documentary too and seeing his recovery, it was motivating for me as well. I was going to say, so um, so the injury did happen in uh, 2016, um, and I believe you're listed as uh, starting your professional wrestling career in 2015. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we were first accustomed to you in 2016 as well. I'm wondering, and, and I referenced again in all sports, in such a gruesome injury as a torn ACL, a lot of people's styles change. Um, we've seen by by far a lot, especially in football, a lot of people do not return to the hard hit and running back unless they're Adrian <laughs> Peterson. But um, we we got you after the injury. Um, did your style at all change um, uh, post injury? Was um, there a difference? Not not greatly. Uh, I've always been a, used a grounded technical style compared to a lot of wrestlers. Um, I'm uh, aware of where my feet. I'm more aware of where how I plant myself in terms of my where my feet are in ring. But I would say that my style really hasn't changed overall. I'm just more. Uh, what's the right word for it? Uh, cautious, not cautious, but like just aware. Prepare. Aware, yes. Aware of where my feet are. Aware of how I land. Okay. Um, we did have Alley Cat on the show last week, and I want to I want to bring this up before I forget. Uh, we we talked about the trips. We talked about the commitment of, of coming to Nova Pro each and every month. Um, you are obviously a part of that as well. Not only just a part of that, but you're also part of of that carload, from what I'm mm-hmm. understanding. Um, and I forgot how we got to this, but she mentioned that um, <laughs> within every trip, she has to stop at every Starbucks. And then she said, oh, yeah. poor Sage, poor Sage. <laughs> so does that mean like you're not a coffee Starbucks person or you're just like me? You don't like making a lot of frequent stops. Not, not a big fan of making frequent stops, especially with that trip. But <laughs> I'll, I accommodate for Alley Cat and her, and her uh, what she her and uh, Christy Jane's quote as her their Starbies. So let them have their Starbies, and then we can continue on the road. I love both those girls, though. They're great people. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, if if, if you guys ever get bored and want to record some, you know, some podcast stuff on that trip, oh, I'm man. sure that's got to be hella oh, funny. Man. Yeah, we need to definitely do that, record a whole, whole trip. I mean, let's just start controversy now. What's the best burger spot in America? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, if I didn't say Whataburger, I think they'd be very upset with me. <laughs> Smart man. He knows the score from traveling with those two. <laughs> well, we talked yeah. about that with them last week. We had to, you know, tell them right off the bat that, you know, us us all being from outside D.C., we don't have Whataburger since that's such a mm-hmm. southern-based thing. So it's like for, for our crew, it's like, okay, maybe we've had it once or twice or something in our travels, but... It's overrated. <laughs> we, we can't... <laughs> We cannot crow about it as loud as those two do. Right. And me being a Midwest boy, I don't get a Sheets or Wawa like the D.C. area and the East ah, Coast have. So right. I look forward to that. But, oh, Allie Cat's very uh, vocal about her uh, dislike for Sheets and Wawa and how she thinks they're overrated. So <laughs> if she gets her Starbies, I get my Sheets at some point during the trick. There you go. So you're on. So you're on the sheets side of the debate. You're telling us, yeah, Sage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a sheets guy. I'm a sheets guy. Awesome. <laughs> so let's see what else we got going on. So from what I'm seeing, you started up in a uh, 2015. Is when you started training? Uh, I started January of 2015. Uh, I trained for 10 months under uh, Billy Rock from the School of Rock, and I had my first match October 4th of 2015. Wow. Okay. So then that's based in um in Indiana, right? Yes, uh, Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. That whole Midwest connection that like 
a lot of from what I was seeing, a lot of folks came through there. Um, and uh, from what I'm seeing, uh, old old uh, Manser is in your same class, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Old Mance, uh, him <laughs> and Luke Lawson, um, and we had about uh, seven people total in our class that graduated from the 2015 class. Cool. I, and I, then, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Take it. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say, in such a hot territory, um, how how did the selection process go in, in finding your school? Uh, I always wanted to do uh, the School of Rock just for their, um, I grew up watching uh, Trip Cassidy, Dale Patrick's, uh, uh, now known as Ruby Riot, then known as Heidi Loveless, and seeing them come from the School of Rock. I've known Billy when I was a fan front row uh, at Insanity Pro Wrestling in Indianapolis. I used to go every month. So I knew when I when the time was right, the school I wanted to go to would be the School of Rock. Okay. No-brainer. No, it was a no-brainer <laughs> for you. Yeah, definitely. It was a no-brainer, yeah. And I, and, I, and I think it makes sense, too. I mean, you, so far in this, in this, uh, in this show, you've, you've, you've been very adamant about being around good people that motivate you. So, you know, to train with them day in and day out um, throughout the injury, even to now, I mean, um, it's just a testament how far you've came. And and I think, you know, before we started, and even before the show, um, I told you before when, I, when we talked in person, this is something we wanted to, we, we definitely wanted to have you on the show. And uh, we, we, we try to get people at uh, certain spots within uh, Nova Pro Booking mm-hmm. to do it. And we pretty much we we pretty much can agree since you know your first debut in show from who is that guy facing Ken Dixon to <laughs> this person is taking on you know the you you took on the one percent to you doing double duty at the Old Dominion Rumble you did the pre show with us when the odds was against you uh, to you qualifying for the Old Dominion Rumble you faced one of the best in the world and Jonathan Gresham that day. Um, through your, your 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 battle with the Ultra J, uh, the PWI Ultra J Championship, I mean, you went from being a, a pre-show guy, a guy we didn't know, to a pre-show guy, to one of the main guys. And this yeah. is all with them. Crazy thing is, we were looking, we was like looking like, oh, this man has covered a lot in like two years, like yeah. like really. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's wild. Just think, even you talking about it, it's crazy to me. I just remember that. The first show I was on, the first show I actually atten- attended was the month before. I think the show was, I forget the show name, but it was uh, Cedric Alexander and uh, Chet Sterling made have been in that show. And uh, I just, Oh, that was American Slang, right? American, American Slang, Slang yeah. yes, that's yeah. right, American Slang. That was the first show I attended, um, just trying to show face uh, and um, just seeing the crowd, seeing how they were into almost everything, the comedy, the wrestling, the hardcore style, and it was a very refreshing environment. So I knew just seeing the show that I won to make Noah Pro a goal. So the next month um, was my debut at a One Crazy Summer against Ken Dixon, and I had gotten there, I believe, uh, 15 minutes till uh, bell time I was supposed to wrestle. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, match went well, and since then I did uh, I did one more match for Nova, and then my injury happened. I came back, I believe March of last year, and continued to do pre-show matches until I got my first victory in the pre-show match of my uh, anniversary of last year's uh, 
Shots. It was the sh- I can't, I'm not bad with show names. I remember matches on shows. It was the show where um, Angel Slane wrestled uh, Keith Lee. <laughs> Arguably one of the best Nova Pro shows. Yeah, there. that was a that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, man. And that I was believe- my first. That was my was first that- uh, victory in the pre-show. So, and then from there, uh, I believe it was two months later, Logan East LaRoe issued a challenge, and I accepted the challenge. And we again had our doing, series again doing double duty. Yep. Yeah, because so, you, I remember when yeah, you came out, I was like, payback. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Sage, I was like, isn't he tired? But I mean, when he, <laughs> oh, an opportunity presents itself and then like a star is born, you know? I mean, all those months of pre show matches, I remember that, that show for sure. And just, I think we all, everyone kind of had the same like reaction when you came out, or it's kind of like, what <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like any anyone was expecting it you know and then probably on top of that once it started no one really probably most folks weren't expecting it to go anywhere mm-hmm. and then you know the upset of upsets happens and yeah. my god that that building came unglued <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember the feeling that night oh man just hearing the one two three and even though the decision got changed unfortunately just for the for that those 10 minutes, I was the champion. What yeah. a high. It was a definite, definite high in wrestling that you can get. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was absolutely awesome moment. I was, uh, um, I was kind of like, I, I didn't even know what to expect for the rest of the show. Like, I was just like, wow, <laughs> that happened. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. So, so does it do you, it does it do you justice, uh, me being a fan of yours by saying that you are, we would we could consider your story the underdog story here, because... uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it is definitely the story of literally starting from the bottom and climbing and scratching your way to the top. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it it, it absolutely feels as much. Um, again, I mean, uh, sticking through there and a lot of and you know we look back at a lot of the people that's been on the pre shows. A lot of these people didn't stick around, but you know for you. Your hard work, dedication, the trips, con- consistently coming each and every month to being one of the main guys. And I mean, um, I might misquote Mike here on this one, but I remember, uh, you know, I t- chatting with him at times and bringing you up. And, you know, when it comes down like the you and Dominic Garini match, and I was like, yo, he was just like, that's going to be a pretty damn good match. And I mean, when you got the, the when you have the confidence from the main promoter and booker of, of a of a company putting you in high profile matches that that that's just the epitome of what hard work can do absolutely man absolutely um i'm thankful so much for what mike's been able to give me and i keep he's giving me opportunities to, to prove myself and i feel like with every match i do prove that i can hang with some of the best wrestlers in the country going on right now oh yeah so um on that note, too, we'll, we'll get to Gresham in a second, but um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, yeah, let's talk about some of the matches at Nova Pro. One of the interesting matches is um, the first annual Old Dominion Rumble. Now, you, now, I just, again, you were, you, you, you chatted with us at the pre-show, um, and you, you did qualify to be in it, and, um, I was pulling for you, not even being biased. It's it's on record back then. I was pulling <laughs> for you to win it. Um, and then I, and then you came out number two, and I was like, oh, come on now. This is not fair. <laughs> he just worked the match, and now he comes out number two. Right. But you And I had to look this up. You stayed in the rumble for 45 minutes. 
Yeah, man. Even defeating, even defeating or eliminating one of the biggest wrestlers in in um in the Rumble in uh, Merc- uh Mecca Mercenary. So, mm. I mean. <laughs> You were just full of surprises that day. And eventually a a hot gunner came in and eliminated you. Um, yeah. But but again, kudos to yourself again for doing double duty. You got eliminated by one of the finalists. So that, you know, that speaks to the volumes there. But mm-hmm. I mean, talking about your need being tested, uh, your stamina absolutely <laughs> proved his worth that day too. <laughs> I definitely slept well that night. Definitely slept well that night. <laughs> yeah, um, the Dominion Rumble was planned, but I know uh, Jonathan and I was not uh, announced or advertised at all that yeah. evening. So that was a surprise for me as well. So getting to wrestle uh, Jonathan that night, uh, who I consider a friend and also a mentor for me, it was special. And then to prove myself again in the Rumble lasting, like you said, almost 45 minutes against some of the top talent of yeah. all the, of the whole roster and outside the roster – Definitely, uh, I will say Nova is definitely my uh, my test per month. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if if the Rumble tested the cardio, and all the drives and everything have tested probably the, your heart and your mind, putting in all the miles. Once you got past the Rumble, the matches with Dominic Garini, my <laughs> God. Those had to test just the pure toughness and the physicality. Those were some of the stiffest battles I've seen at Nova in like age, maybe the history of the darn place. I mean, just <laughs> the sheer impact of like Dom laying into you in some of those matches. There was a lot of people in that building, especially, especially I remember the, the first night of the um, Commonwealth Cup, mm. the Commonwealth Cup match. That was the one I remember a lot of people just being like, oh, my God, Sage <laughs> is just getting lit up out here. And you just kept coming and you just kept coming. And that's I think you owe you won a lot of people were on the fence. That's the night you won a lot of people over myself I, included. I'll say I, I was going to say and let and let a uh, J Lee photography be a witness. <laughs> you didn't back down one bit. Toe to toe, neck to neck eye to eye with him at every point one of the most fiercest uh uh, wrestlers in all of wrestling dominic greeny and you didn't back down from this guy one bit i mean (laughs) even one snap power driver that was like oh this guy's he's done oh that's it (laughs) and and, you know and i even i was even worried i was like oh he's 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 holding the neck i i didn't know what to think but you were right back at it again in in a month to face him so uh, yeah, talk about so many emotions uh, facing such a competitor as Dominic Greeny. Yeah, uh, Dominic Greeny obviously has a reputation with him being a, sh- a shoot purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, a lot of people said that you guys were surprised with how much he tested me and the strikes in that match. When it comes to those kind of matches, the mentality that a lot of people get on me uh, about my size in wrestling, even if it's like a passive, aggressive joke or anything like that, but when I think of when I have matches like that, I'm seeing Dominic eye to eye with me, testing me. It just fuels me more to keep fighting back and pushing back to show, hey, like you're not gonna be able to bully me. I'm gonna stand up to you. And with, I definitely remember the strikes. I remember the pain in those matches. But 
I showed Dom that I'm not afraid of him. And I feel like I left my point across despite him beating me in the knockout and tap out match. Like he had to knock me out to keep me down. Yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that absolutely like performances like that transcend size. It's like even if people are just seeing you for the first time and you come out there and they're like, Oh, who's this guy? It's like after a match like that, it don't it don't matter. There's like, geez, this guy's got this guy's got heart. This guy's got some guts. Just the sheer amount of punishment in both of those matches. Like, I know they opened my eyes, and from there, it's like, in my mind, it made you. It makes you a made man at Nova. Once once people see those matches, it raises the bar completely. Absolutely. Let's see. Yeah. So I want to ask you, uh, and obviously, uh, we can definitely see you this coming Friday at Nova Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Annandale Volunteer Fire Department, 7128 Columbia Pike in Annandale, Virginia. Uh, doors open at 730. Bell time's at 8. Get your tickets now. Uh, VA Wrestling on the Twitter machine if you want to reach out to the guys. But, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a match between you and Gresham uh, because of the two similar styles that you guys work. Um, as far as your style goes, did you did you fall into it? Were you inspired by it or by other wrestlers that led you to the more technical, more proficient, as it were, style that you wrestled? <laughs> like, how did you come into that? Uh, it was the style that I wanted to go for, getting professional wrestling. Um, I grew up uh, watching independent wrestling uh, 2012, 2011, and seeing guys like uh, Davey Richard, Zack Sabre Jr., Jonathan Gresham, too, uh, that technical wrestling style. Doug Williams from the U.K. Uh, I always found that style fascinating. You need to the fact there's so many variables and so many little intricate things that people don't normally see in wrestling matches to me that made them special. And I feel like with my style, I can make something unique to the table that other people wouldn't see in other matches. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I and when you're starting out, you had definitely have to make a name for yourself and, and, mm-hmm. and be just different enough to be acceptable, but not, you know, intolerant. But I guess the question is uh, people like what they like and you're not going to please everybody. Mm-hmm. But how do you connect with a crowd when you work such a slowed, methodical pace uh, with, with technical wrestling where it's more about defense than just the big lug beating the hell out of somebody? For sure. Um, it's not also it's technical wrestling, but it's also my style is defensive in a way that I can learn how to counter and come, come up with ways to counter my opponent's attacks that come at me. Um, I can do technical wrestling, but I can be fast if I need to be. I can do high flying if I need to be. I'm still, I view myself as a hybrid wrestler still, but I, my proficiency per se is technical wrestling. But I'm able to, like, as you've seen through Nova Pro, I've been able to hang with the strikers like Dominic Garini, the technical wrestlers like Gresham, the brawlers like Ken Dixon, uh, the masterminds like Jimmy Jacobs. No, absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, almost forgot about Jimmy Jacobs there. So, when you, <laughs> right? Can't can't do that. Can't definitely can't do that. Not that. Not uh, that you so, mentioned the the Commonwealth Cup uh, finals, uh, which was uh, Tracy, uh, Tracy Williams, uh, Eric, Eric Royal, Eric Royal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, talk about mixing styles in one mi- mixing bowl, right there, right? Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Jamal. I'm gonna cut you off. So okay, so so then you, you have 
ESOs and, and, and what you bring to the table uh, as a hybrid wrestler. Um, are you thinking, you know, like chess, is it like three moves ahead of your opponent? Uh, are you, you know, who dictates uh, the match? Like, is, you know, are you leading him into a trap or is it, or you just, is it a feeling out process? Like, it's like take us through uh, what it means to be a technical wrestler. Uh, it can be both, um, depending on who I'm facing. Um, for example, if I'm wrestling Gresham, I'm aware more of what he brings to the table through tape study and being in the ring with him before. So in the beginning, we would probably test each other out to see who can get the upper hand wrestling-wise. But as we go on, we'll try and come up with strategies and techniques to one-up each other. And it is a game of chess in uh, wrestling form. And the ending goal is to is to get the last piece and win. So against Gresham, it'll be the test, the biggest test for me again, because I proved I could hang with him last time, but this time I want to prove that I can actually be him. You do you do you now now? I don't want to take Jamal's credit because I believe you were the one that said that, but you said Gresham, and um, I think we both agree here that one of our favorite wrestlers, me and Jamal's, and maybe Will's too, is Dean Malenko. And I believe Jamal <laughs> had once quoted uh, by uh, was saying that Gresham is this day and age Dean Malenko, which I said he was the black Dean Malenko. Okay, because well, <laughs> <laughs> talk about technical wrestling, let's talk about. I'm not going to say the stereotype, but the, con- the 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 conception that all cruiserweights do fly and all this other stuff. But back in the day, um, there was a great mix in cruiserweights uh, that were very good, proficient technical wrestlers. We're talking about uh, again the Dean Malenko's, the Chris Benoit's, the the Taz and stuff like that. Do you do you take any take time to look back at some of uh, you know some of those greats back in the day to uh, to le- maybe learn and um, and, and study? Absolutely, yeah. I've watched uh, a lot of Dean Malenko tapes. I actually even uh, did a Dean Malenko seminar in Cleveland, Ohio last year. Uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, even uh, Jericho's known for his his high-flying style. Eddie Guerrero's known for his high-flying style. But both of them, two great hybrid wrestlers, great technical yeah. wrestlers in their own rights. Yeah. The classics with Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's it's my job as a wrestler to learn from the past. So when I had the time I do, and obviously through the network now, it's very easy compared to even five years ago to be able to find the tapes you need to study at this point. It's not yeah, all, um, it's not all uh, hurricane Rana's <laughs> like, <laughs> people would think that's like, Oh, you're a small, small guy. Oh, you must be doing like hurricane Rana's and stuff. It's like, nah, there's like, you know, plenty of like submission based stuff and, Mat work and just stuff. You have no idea how often it's like... people. You have no idea how often people. Uh, a lot of times for some promotion, they see me like, "Oh, you're gonna be a high flyer." I'm like, "Uh, maybe, <laughs> likely not though." <laughs> <laughs> no 450 splashes coming uh this week, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Hey, it might be what it takes to put Gresham away. So hey, yeah, hey, you can't give the secrets away, you know. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> we never want to. We would never want to put the proficient one in such a situation before such a big match. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so as you've been going through your wrestling career uh, over the last you know, three or so years, mm-hmm. uh, what has been the biggest reaction, or, or has there been a big reaction from your uh, friends and family on uh, your personal life? Are, are they because when you hear, like, I want to be a wrestler. Okay. 
Uh, it's, it's not something we generally take seriously. So, so how, you know, as you've been coming uh, from the rise in the indie scene, and it has been a rise, are people more accepting of what it means to actually be a wrestler uh, and the misconceptions they're in? Right. Um, my, my family, uh, they are happy for me chasing my dream, but they aren't. They've never been fans of wrestling, so they don't. They're happy for me, but they don't get why I am into it. They're like, oh, good for you for doing it. It's a good hobby, but they don't realize, no, I'm wanting to make a career out of this. Right. Um, in terms of friends, um, after I wrestled Jimmy um, and he got posted online, a friend from high school who I haven't talked to in five years, we went to a show together and we saw Jimmy live in, in the crowd and he, and he congratulated me saying, hey, it's cool that you went, we went from being watching him to, you, to seeing you actually wrestling Jimmy. is wild to see and it's awesome that you're chasing your dream. So moments like that, it's cool. Just seeing years ago, hanging out with people, just to those same people congratulating you on on your hard work. Well, that, and that, that's great, and it's uh, really good to see you know people recognize the talent uh, they're in. I, I guess um, when so you're you're doing it, you're making the towns. You're in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville, uh, you know, Kentucky. From, right uh, from uh, from Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, how important is it for you to get out of the Midwest and you know see uh, all of the country? And is there somewhere that you haven't been that you like to break into? Uh, to me, that's one of my favorite parts about wrestling in general is the travel. I love because of wrestling. I've been able to uh, wrestle in almost, I believe, it's eleven states now: uh, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, uh, New Jersey, Virginia. Um, I get to travel the country, which is awesome. Um, I've not been to the West Coast yet. Um, I definitely want to make that a goal. I've not even I've not flown for wrestling yet, and I definitely want to make that a goal soon. Uh, but yeah, like to me, the travel is one of the best parts in wrestling. You get to see the world wh- where a lot of people would never. Like you drive through these small towns, and you think, "Wow, these people have never will probably never be outside this town in their lives." Mm. But yeah, here I am going to three different states in one trip. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you go into some small town. You say that you're from, you know, you live in Louisville, and they go, "Oh, that's the big city." <laughs> right. <laughs> you, it, uh, I want, I, I want to bring up something. So you did just bring up Jimmy Jacobs, and I, I literally forgot to mention this. Um, so Jimmy Jacobs, the Zombie Princess. Yeah. I mean, being in the ring with him, and I remember that match starting off, and that had been a complete mental battle that turned upside down and got absolutely brutal now <laughs> we talked about the physical the mental and 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 the, and, the, and the whole cardio aspect that you've been tested for but all that in one match <laughs> can you d- describe that and actually too they describe this you know the surreal feeling of being in the ring with someone you you watched yeah like like you said like the the physical the mental the cardio it was all jumbled into one in that match against jimmy um it's I will admit it's one of the most painful matches I've ever went, th- ever gone through. If you get suplexed on the floor three times, you'll—it's safe <laughs> to say that it'll be a painful match on your list. Um, but like you said, uh, the first time I ever saw Jimmy Jacobs, uh, I was at my grandparents' house and I had just heard about Ring of Honor, flipping through channels, and I found HGNet. I was like, "Oh, we have HGNet!" And the first uh, episode of, H- of the HGNet tapings was uh, Jimmy Jacobs versus uh, Tower Black, now known as Seth Rollins. Yeah. So, like, 
when I say the cross the ring from that moment, that moment flashed through my mind and it's like, okay, now it's time to prove that I can hang with him as a wrestler now. Right on. So, Go ahead. Oh, no, just saying, but yeah, it's just a surreal moment, but d- definitely I would say for a match, the biggest test, the biggest test I've ever faced. Hmm, uh, Jimmy so, Jacobs. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess in a sense too, that, um, there and correct me if I'm wrong, there has to be such a wow factor in it and and maybe um the surreal moment of like mm-hmm. that person was in my TV screen, now he's in front of me and he's <laughs> ready to uh toss me around a little bit. <laughs> right. But it's also the mentality too, like, okay, I'm gonna show you that I'm not I'm not not just a fan anymore. Like I'm gonna show you I can I'm a peer. In fact, yeah. I'm better than a peer, I'm gonna beat you in that ring, which yes. I did. Despite all the punishment he gave me, I was I was able to beat Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the proficient Sage Phillips, we get it. It's it's been on display, um, day in and day out at Nova Pro. Where did the Spitfire moniker come from? <laughs> the Spitfire moniker came early, early in my career. Is more just being the burst of energy and like like you said, taking so much punishment, but in like matches like against Dominic Rooney, being able to fight back and through bursts of energy. That's what the Spitfire name came from. I don't use it as much now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's also a side of me that helps me get through matches being a Spitfire. Got you. <laughs> um, go ahead. You about to say something, Will? Yeah, yeah. It's looking at his, at his match list here, I'm thinking, of course, we're focusing so much on Nova, with, since that's where you have the most familiarity. But mm-hmm. taking Nova out of the equation and you know, I'm seeing you you were in the Dynamite Cup. You were just mm. up at Takara in the Young Young Lions Cup match. I mean, mm. you're going all over the place. What are some of um, your favorite matches that you've had outside of Nova or favorite opponents, just stuff that we should be on the lookout for that isn't happening under under the Nova banner? Absolutely. Uh, whew. Where to start? Uh, I'd be at Mid-South uh, versus David Starr of uh, – November of last year, uh, that match, uh, David Starr definitely tested me in the ring, uh, and very physical, very physical match. But another cool moment too is Starr was another guy I've been following on the Indies for a while. Um, like you said, the Dynamite Cup Finals of this year was a, was a surreal moment for me. I believe the whole Dynamite Cup of this year is on YouTube, so you guys can check that out. Cool. Uh, I believe like my. Eighth match was against uh, now known as Ruby Riot, uh, <laughs> back then known as Heidi Loveless, uh, for for the at the time the Ring of Champions tapings, which was tapings that uh, were under the School Rock banner. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, a mentor that I I've known, but you guys may not know, uh, Christian Rose from the Illinois area. I had a, a fifteen minute draw with him through. Uh, uh, New Way Pro Wrestling, that's also on YouTube. Uh, I had a series of matches from January to, I want to say, uh, March to April, a series of matches with Brett Havoc at a WCWO in Indianapolis. Most of those matches are on YouTube as well. Yeah, you got all kinds of stuff to add to the watch list to check out. Not even Absolutely. just that. What a, what a, uh, looking at the bookings coming up as well, too, outside of Nova this week. I've been trying to <laughs> collaborate them all together. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it looks like you got definitely a busy uh, end of August. But um, September looks to be completely booked up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be at uh, New Wave Pro. You will be um, the what is this? Uh, oh yeah, this will be on Fight TV too as, as well. Uh, Welterweight Wrestling. Yep. Um, uh, what else do you have going on? What uh, no, Nova that month. Uh, what is September offhand? It's uh, with so much going on and how busy I am during the day. It's a, I usually go uh, <laughs> per week basis of what I, I have wrestling wise. I feel uh, you. <laughs> if I have a calendar on me, it's a lot easier to think of what I have. Um, yeah, yeah. Adulting one on one. Yeah, yeah, it is. Business is booming. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um. And, and and just to be politically correct, are are any of these new bookings are these first time in in the territories? Uh, uh, I believe for these promotions, I've been to all of them, per se. A uh, new wave is going to be on the eighth. Is going to be a bit of a intimate environment because it's going to be twenty minutes from Bloomington, Indiana. So friends and family are going to be able to see me wrestle in that near home, which is a rare. Rare thing to happen. Awesome. Uh, Walter Wrestling is always fun to go up to in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, they run uh, about two to three shows a year, but the Walter shows are are jam packed with action, and some of the best young talents come out of the Midwest area and the East Coast. Mid uh, East Coast, West Coast. I believe they bring in Tom from Mexico as well. And like you I- said, they can see the action on Fight TV for them. That's right. You're also at uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom, looks like, uh, coming up in... September 14th, I believe, is that date for that one, yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Which is just over the bridge of Louisville, uh, Kentucky, and Jeffersonville, Indiana. I'll be wrestling... Uh, apparently, I'm not I'm not very familiar with this gentleman, uh, Ryan Dukey, apparently, yeah. who was in the, the uh, very first uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom show back when they were running in Central Kentucky. So it'll be a definite interesting challenge and somebody I got to definitely uh, give, get some research on. Yeah. One, one week at a time. You guys definitely right, a big right. challenge coming up this weekend <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, business is good. So, uh, bookings is popping. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. Just trying to stay busy and trying to stay consistent. Are you just going to say something, Jamal? No, I just want to, yeah, so you're in the Midwest, uh, you're based in the Midwest. Uh, is there a difference uh, in wrestling between here and some of the bigger markets on the East Coast? Uh, maybe not DC, but you know, in, in Jersey or in you know other towns, uh, are the crowds uh, that much different? Is it? it you know, how, how does that feel when you walk into a gym in New Jersey versus a gym in Kentucky? Uh, depending on where I wrestle, the crowds can be different. Um, a crowd uh, wrestling. Uh, Nova is a good example in terms of like how the crowd uh, reacts to almost everything they see. In some crowds uh, in the Midwest territory, it can be more casual and more just one there for friends and family. I'm uh, not as uh, into independent wrestling as other fans are. Um, but yeah, it just varies between uh, show to show and crowd to crowd and depends on what kind of environment that promotion is wanting to promote per se. And then obviously there's some shows where there there's barely a crowd and you gotta wrestle there as well, obviously. No, uh, obviously. It, it's so what so how do you how do you deal with that? A lot of the wrestling uh, you know, one half is the physical and the other half is the mental, and the mental does include uh, crowd participation, 
But if you are in a laundromat with, you know, 16 of your closest friends, you know, how does that differ than a match where you have a, a raucous Alexandria Firehouse, for example? If I'm in front of 16 people, I'm going to give those 16 people the best match they can see. That's the mentality I have every time I wrestle. So it doesn't match- matter if it's 50 or it's 500. This is, this is, the, this is what it is. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm going to give them the best best show that they can that they paid their hard-earned money for because they had they did pay money for that event, even if it's only 16 people they paid to see me wrestle. So it would it would be it would, it would be an insult to them to not go hard, go 100 percent in my matches. But, but I don't mean like whether you're going 100 percent or or you're dogging it or anything like that. I mean like like from from a interaction standpoint, uh, when you have you know 200. 300, 500 screaming fans and under 20, mm-hmm. does that change your reaction or your um, ability to work a match? For example, if the crowd's not into it and you're a crowd and, and crowd work is part of your uh, one's gimmick, then how do you deal with that you know type of change? For sure. Um, when um, you are trying to play to the crowd that isn't there. Right. If it's a small crowd and there's at least one person reacting, I'll try and focus my attention to that one person to, to get the reaction and maybe get the confidence of the rest of that crowd to, to speak up. Because for a lot of shows, and this happens in not just wrestling crowds, but like concerts, it just t- can take one person to get the whole crowd alive. So if you can get that one person going and get the whole crowd alive, then you've done your job correctly. Yeah. I mean, I've been in uh, I've been in a wrestling show before, and the crowd was suffering from rigor mortis. And <laughs> I've been to you know other uh, other shows where the crowd was you know that white hot. And mm-hmm. you got to think with a dead crowd, and I mean, toe tag dead. You got to think, well, Jesus, you know, how is it for the guys in the ring that are going through the matches they put together? They're giving it their all, and the crowd's like, yay. So I don't know. I, I just think it's it's just kind of odd to be out there performing your hearts out and with a crowd that's for whatever reason uh, not overly or outwardly receptive. That, I, I, that that's got to play on you though, right? I see your point. Um, it just depends on per, crowd per crowd. Like I do it mid south, for example. Like they've seen a lot of wrestling, so they yeah. are they're not bored, but they're accustomed to all the action that they've seen. But they still appreciate what I do. Like, and I get that from during intermission. Before a show, after a show, they come up to me and saying, "Hey, I appreciate what you do. Uh, can I get a shirt? Uh, you had a good match out there." So even if they're quiet, but I know they've enjoyed the show. I've done my job right. All right, fair enough. So then let's get into, unless we have any objections, uh, the reason why we're here. Uh, just, just one question too. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> now listen to this question out because it's, 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 it may start off like it sounds bad, but it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, so, you know. what, what is your thoughts on kids at Nova Pro? <laughs> the kids you, at Nova. Yeah. Do you remember the time when you gave the? Uh, I think it was a little girl, and you gave her your glasses. Yeah, and she was not happy and not with you <laughs> at all. Oh. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> it's. You know, I, I think it's I think it's a noble gesture considering that at times Nova can become a fashion statement as a lot of uh, talent have really nice glasses and um all obviously I have a pair like yourself mm-hmm. and I think it's a noble thing when you do give them. I mean that takes a lot of pride if you ask if you ask me to give someone <laughs> your glasses and then to completely reject them. I was just like, yeah. oh, you I gotta like, laugh. 
I tried. I tried. And obviously she wasn't before. I was like, okay, um, I'll be Dominic Greeny and hopefully that'll hold. That went in the heart. <laughs> well, well, full disclosure, that little girl is my daughter. Was it? <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, I and I can report that she did enjoy the glasses later once she got home later that weekend. Good deal. And they are around here. They are, they're around here somewhere. I was hoping I was going to be able to pull them out really quick. But she did like them. She's, she's a big fan of Alley Cat. And so I think the deal was another wrestler coming up to her threw her off for the moment, but yeah, just surprise her. That's yeah, exactly. It wasn't a wrestler. She already knew. So she's kind of like, I don't know. Stranger danger. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of standing off or towards the cam side. And I was like, wait, what's going on over there? And I remember I like glanced over and I see the kid. I was like, Oh, it doesn't look too happy. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> she, she was having none of it. There was no, I was no. like, let's get your glasses. <laughs> They're just glasses. I remember you trying to encourage her and it just wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> can't control these kids sometimes. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so glad, yeah, oh, go awesome ahead. Th- it's awesome too, though, that she like I'm I, I see her support for Alley Cat and how much she gets into wrestling, and it's cool that Nova Pro is that outlet for her, and that she gets to see people like Alley and all the rest of us at Nova, and having a good time helps us motivate ourselves as professionals to ha- make sure her and the other kids at wrestling have a good time. Yep, she knows, and she knows who you are now from that whole interaction. She totally like knows now. She's like, "Oh yeah, like Russell's gonna give me the glasses." I'm like, "Yeah, why were you scared when he went to do it?" <laughs> <laughs> like now you want now you're all into it, but at the time, eh, you know, right. things happen. <laughs> that's an awesome moment. That's that's cool. <laughs> we might need to bring her on here to uh to uh. Put ice Apologize. Yeah, <laughs> you ruined this. You ruined the spot. You're supposed <laughs> to get him, help him get over as a baby face. Damn it! <laughs> so yeah, all roads lead to this Friday, August twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. We're back at the Annandale Fire Department, coming off one crazy show um, at Elks Lounge last month, or was it this? Oh, last month. It was last month. It was last month. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we're back. We're back home, or one of the one of one of the homes back at the end of the uh, volunteer fire department. That is um, seventy one twenty eight Columbia Pike, Annandale, Virginia. All information for the Summer of George event can be found at VA Wrestling on Twitter. Um, their Tumblr page. Even if you can't find that, all that information is also linked to our website at BigGoBellGroup.com. You are facing. As you said, and I have to agree, one of the best in the world in Jonathan Gresham, the octopus Jonathan Gresham, which I'm going to bring up in a second, too, who has um, uh, been making his rounds currently, uh, making a, a nice tour in the UK. Um, and uh, he's, he's obviously going to be back in town, back in the States for this. Um, and I spoke to him earlier and um, I, I wanted to collect his thoughts uh, for his uh, rematch with you. Um, you guys did face, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you guys uh, did face, and you were not as you, you were not successful, but you also wasn't prepared, considering that that, ma- that match wasn't uh, totally announced to face one of the best in the world. You came up short. You have plenty of time this time, mentally, physically. 
um, you you study this guy. You, as you said, Jonathan Gresham uh, tapes are all out there. Period. You've seen this guy put on clinics with in, some of the best in the world all over, not just the states. He just came off the UK tour, like I said. But all all roads leads to Friday. Absolutely, so, man. With that being said, one now you have quoted him as being the mentor, um, and 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 and, and someone you look up to. First thing I want to ask you is when your signature moves is an octopus stretch, which is mm-hmm. obviously one of his signature moves. Was there sort of say, uh, was there any dialogue between that? Did you did you did you ask him about perfecting it? Did he give you a blessing in using it? Was there any uh, any of that going on with that? I have uh, Gresham's blessing in using the move. Um, I had used it. The first time uh, I used it, uh, it got posted online on Instagram. He uh, commented uh, saying, uh, not sure what's going on here, but I like what I see. (laughs) So I was like, oh, uh, do you not want me to use this move? And he's like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) Uh, But back to being the mentor thing, um, 2017, uh, I believe it was a year ago, uh, Jonathan Gresham ran uh, the Back to Basics camp which was a two-day camp uh, near his area in Pennsylvania. Um, I drove the 14-hour round trip to train under him for those two days. Um, In those two days, I was able to learn a lot, literally back to basics from him. helped my style, helped my footwork, especially coming back. I believe it was four months from coming back from my knee injury. And then... Later last year, he ran a second camp, which was three days. And again, just being around him for three days, listening to him talk, listening to his psychology and wrestling, being able to roll around with him. It's, he is my mentor in that aspect. But this coming Friday, like you said, Gresham's been a busy man this past few weeks, wrestling Ring of Honor, wrestling in the UK. Um, for me, Gresh, if... I lose to Gresham, to a lot of people it wouldn't be a surprise. So I have nothing to lose if I lose to Jonathan Gresham. But if I beat Jonathan Gresham, the guy that just challenged Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor World Championship, the guy that ran the Back to Basics camp, the guy that's headlining all these shows in the UK right now, how much will that affect my stock and how much will that affect his stock? To me, that's the question. So Gresham... Bring your best because if you underestimate me, it'll be it'll be your downfall, Gresh. And we'll still be friends at the end. I'll still ask for your advice, but my goal Friday is to beat him. Yeah, if you want to talk about uh, a golden plaque on your on your mantle, beating Gresham speaks to that volume up and down. And again, he's fresh off the UK tour. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're pleased with this all. I expect him to be making returns there shortly thereafter. And yeah, he's a busy man, and and um, I've never been in the ring with him, obviously, but I've spoken to him a lot um, at, at shows and stuff. And you talk about not only just one of the best wrestlers in the ring, but outside the ring, one of the best people I've met. And he's mm-hmm. always very focused. So let's not let's not get the misconception that him coming off this tour, coming back, there's going to be any type of regression from jet lag or just the physicality that he endured in this tour. Absolutely not. Uh, right. He's always on his A game. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you know you're getting the best of him uh, as he steps foot in the ring. 
Uh, with that being said, too, and I know you probably couldn't speak to this, but is there a plan? Is there a weakness that you being in the business, you being in the ring with him before, think you can exploit here? Hmm. Well, we'll have to find out Friday and we'll see. I like it. No secrets. Keep, keep <laughs> those cards close to the vest. <laughs> I'm not doing no recon here. I'm just I, I'm just wondering. I mean, this is this is this is championship round here when you're talking about crush up here. You right. know what I mean? Uh, he just come. He just came off of a really impressive match with Tim Thatcher yeah, uh, last month. Uh, talk about that crazy show. Period. That match alone was worth every bit of a mission. Um, but you know, just 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 seeing if we have anything to take to for us to be able to take in, and then all the fans that's listening as we uh, shoot uh, there in there. Um, come Friday. Um, One thing we forgot to mention, though, for folks that are listening that aren't in the D.C. area is that the show is going to be streaming on um, Powerbomb on Friday night. So there is a way to see Sage Phillips versus Jonathan Gresham without being in the building. And you can even see it with the free 20 day trial from Nova Pro with the code Nova Pro. So, folks, get on it. Powerbomb this Friday. You don't even have to be there to see all the action that goes down. Great plug. Great plug. <laughs> so there's officially no excuse. Yep, there is no excuse. There's gonna be great wrestling no Friday excuse. night. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so, so you're doing. So you have this match you know, with with Jonathan Gresham, uh, and let's say that you do beat him uh, because this is what you're preparing for. You're preparing for a win. Mm-hmm. Then what? This person up the ladder that that you're that you're interested in facing, perfecting your craft and and honing your skill. Hmm. That's a good question for Nova. Uh, it doesn't have to be within Nova. It could be anywhere. But if Jonathan Gresham was a boss battle, then who is the next level? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, there's so many people I would like to wrestle. But uh, after seeing that match uh, Gresham had with Thatcher, uh, Thatcher's definitely up there. Tim Thatcher's definitely up on that list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally, uh, selfishly, uh, I would love to see uh, you and Darby Allen. I, I think that that would be, mm. um, you know, yeah, I think that would be pretty awesome. Uh, John Kerman would be really interesting, just two uh, contrasting styles and with, with similar, you know, size and, and, and shape. Right. Uh, I would love to see you and Logan one more time. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially yeah. In, as we move into like the post 1% era. Uh, you know, but then again, he's a different guy with Stokely in his corner. So that's. Uh, you know that would be interesting, but you know, just me as as a, as a fan, I you know would love to see that happen. I would I would love to dress all those people. So hopefully, all those can happen again in the future. Cor- correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I don't believe we've seen you in tag action at Nova Pro, but you you do have a tag team partner that you do run with at other promotions. Uh yes. Um, I did do I believe two tag matches in Nova. A pre-show match with the AC Hawks. Oh right! I remember right. tagging with him. I tagged with uh, Ace Perry and Cabana Man Dan when we did that. Uh, oh, what kind of match was it? The Survivor Series style. Uh, That's right. That we did against one percent. That's right. Yep. Uh, but yes, uh, in the Midwest, uh, Cole Radrick. Um, I tagged with him as the Hysteria. Uh, we, we are both from the same town area. He lives twenty minutes away from Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, trained, not with the School of Rock, but he came up along. 
alongside the other school rock students and he's started wrestling on the same time same time i did so we uh just naturally click we get along well we're good friends outside of wrestling um I believe right now Cole is uh, dealing with uh, some head injuries right now, so he's uh, slowing down and taking some time to recuperate, which I'm glad he's doing. Right on. But Cole, as a singles wrestler and as a tag wrestler, is really good. He had classics against Sammy Callahan, IWA Mid-South, uh, wrestled in Rockstar Pro for months on end, proving himself over there. Uh, at some point in the, t- in the dots, I would love to tag with Cole Radrick and bring the high Syria to Nova Pro. But for that, it would be more a time and place thing to make sure Cole is healthy, healthy in general for that event. Yeah, uh, something unrelated, but but similarly related. Yeah, a lot of your tweets are hashtag Ringcraft and Wizardry. Uh, how big of a Harry Potter nerd are you? <laughs> uh, got to be one if if I'm using that hashtag, man. Uh, I just uh, remember. Re- I was re- reading the books and just like, oh, uh, witchcraft and wizardry. I I believe I try to be a ring wizard. It makes sense to bring ringcraft and wizardry to professional wrestling. So that was the idea with that. Yeah, no, I'm a Ravenclaw guy through and through. I I, I am not surprised. Um, <laughs> but that, that's that's a that's a different conversation for a different day. I, I was <laughs> just wondering. I was just wondering where it was going. <laughs> So, no, I mean, it, it, well, I personally, I just came back from New York from seeing the plays. So, you know, we, we're definitely, we need, we're going to have some conversations about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a movie coming out in November. So, I don't know. Well, that's a different, that's a different podcast. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, um, be, be, before we get ready to wrap it, I just want to make sure, um, throw it to the floor. Any of you guys got any other questions or remarks as we move towards that match come Friday? Like personally, and as I'm thinking about who I would want to see your know, Sage Phillips in the ring with, yeah, Mike Quackenbush. Oh would, man, I can, Ooh, can we man. have that happen? Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, I just I recently did. I just recently did a Quackenbush seminar uh, two months ago, and man, the knowledge that that man has. Everyone says that. Everyone, well, it's just it's just something that as a fan, you we wish that uh, we can just be able to you know at least get ten percent of it. But everyone says that exact statement. And well, it's one of my justified. favorite, one of my favorite matches of all time, and it may actually be my favorite. I'm just gonna have to like decide on it. Is Quackenbush versus then known as Claudio Castagnoli from the, the Ted Perry Invitational uh, at IWA Mid-South 2006. Mm-hmm. Amazing match. Absolutely one of my favorites. And that was 20, 10, over 10 years ago. Um, and this fact that he's still doing it, he's not aged a day. And he's still doing it up in Chicago in a big, big way, um, you know, keeping that promotion going. And he really, really is just a hell of a wrestler um, that I've... Quackenbush has done things that I've never seen anybody do before. Absolutely, man. And, yeah, I mean, and that's like, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, if you want to talk about Ringcraft and Wizardry, then, you know, Mike Quackenbush is definitely on a different level. Mike Quackenbush is definitely the, the Dumbledore of Ringcraft and Wizardry. I would say that. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew um, it but uh, Quackenbush, uh, it's interesting. Him and the School Rock actually have a lot of connections together. A lot of my classmates have gone through Chikara Pro at some point in their careers. Uh, 
And it really all started um, back in 2000. It was in 2006 as well. Uh, Mike Quackenbush came up to uh, Indianapolis, Indiana for uh, Insanity Pro Wrestling. He wrestled my trainer, Billy Rock. That match is up on YouTube. And if you guys get a chance to watch it, I definitely highly recommend it because that match uh, definitely showed Billy could hang with the best. And I started a relationship that would go years from now to from that match to me making my Chikara debut last two weeks ago. Like it all connects just through that match. Mm. We are live on YouTube, so I will have to, I'll, I'll make sure I get uh, these matches in the description for fans to just find easy access to watching it. So I'll, I'll make sure I do my justice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, will, did you have anything else before we uh, get ready to wrap this up? I think I'm pretty good. We have covered this up backwards and forwards and Nova Pro to getting their start. And I'm I'm as excited for this Friday. I'm ready to see this darn match with uh, Gresham. Same here, man. Same here. So I, 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 and I, and again, I, I did speak to him earlier. Um, he, he was very busy, man, but he, I, he was, uh, he saw the tweets. He, he was aware that this interview was going down. Um, so he wanted to place, uh, a statement for you. Okay. Yeah. He Uh-oh. had some words for you and, 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 and I have to be honest, the statement, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know Gresham. Anyone who's ever spoke to Gresham, he is very intelligent. He's straightforward. And I, I don't know why I was selling myself short, but I was like, oh, he's going to give me like a one-liner. I'm about to read you a BCR. I'm just oh, letting okay. you know that. Okay. <laughs> so let's 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 get to it. So, and I quote, he says, I seen him post on Twitter, the student will become the teacher, and cute things like I will beat him. But the funny thing is he wasn't man enough to tag me in any of those tweets. So does he really believe this? <laughs> LOL. Man, I've been traveling the world for the last decade, competing against and defeating some of the best talent this world has ever had to offer. So come Friday, Sage, you're going to need way more than words to beat me. Just because Nova Pro and his fans believe you are ready to go to the next level doesn't make it true. But don't get me wrong. I watch you. You're good. But I watch everything. I'm a student of the game. I remember watching you in small events in the Midwest. And to see you now taking on some of the best in the world, holding your own, holding your own I respect that. And I know how hard it is. No doubt. All you need is one big win to get the ball rolling. Unfortunately, man, it won't be this Friday. End quote. So now with that being said, and I know that's on the spot, but you know Gresham. And if you're going to be able to get a victory with him, you need to be ready for all things at all time. So with that being said, what is your remarks back to Mr. Jonathan Gresham? Jonathan Gresham, I know you follow me on Twitter, so I don't need to tag you so you can see my tweets. That, <laughs> first and foremost. And Gresham, I know you wrestle everybody and everywhere and every place, but you're wrestling me this Friday. So Gresham... I want the best the octopus can offer because my Reincraft and Wizardry is going to beat you come this Friday. And 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 and, and, and just to put an exclamation point on that, for anyone who don't know where you are on social media, plug all of that right now. Absolutely. Uh, Facebook, Sage Phillips. Uh, Twitter, Sage Phillips 7. Uh, Instagram, Sage Phillips underscore 7. I do have a website. I barely use it. Uh, sagephillips.weebly.com. 
And uh, you can check me out on Wrestling Tees for some uh, merchandise and T-shirts. Just look up the name Sage Phillips. And all that is in the description already. Strong words from Mr. Sage Phillips as he makes his remarks before his match with Jonathan Gresham come this Friday. It's the summer of George for Nova Pro Wrestling. Um, for me, I don't have anything else, anyone else, so we can wrap this up. Uh, it's, it's all good, man. See you Friday. Yeah, let's take it home. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Sage, uh, definitely thank you for taking some time. Uh, we look forward to it. Uh, as Will said, anyone who is not in the Northern Virginia DMV area, you can watch this exclusively live on powerbomb.tv. Um, get your free 20 days at Nova 20 or is it Nova Pro Nova 20? Pro. Nova, Nova Pro. Pro is the cold. Yes. Um, so you don't have to miss Summer George. And you can watch all the other great Nova Pro events. You can watch their first match. You can watch all of Sage Phillips' matches uh, at Nova Pro at uh, Powerbomb.tv. You can step over to their Twitter page as well, Powerbomb.tv uh, on Twitter. Um, all your information for Nova Pro at VA Wrestling. Um, you also can find that information also at our website at BigGoBellGroup.com. If you have any other questions and just completely lost and none of that mean anything to you, give <laughs> us a tweet. We'll hook you up. We'll make sure we get you in the right direction, get the ball gone. But this Friday, we are at Summer George back at the Annandale uh, Volunteer Fire Department. Also, too, uh, thank you, uh, you two, for cooperating uh, today because uh, last week we had some technical difficulties. Uh, we made it through it, but uh, thank God we didn't have any of those today. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, so Sage, thanks for coming on, man. We look forward to seeing you. All your information is all in the description. And for the Big Gold Belt group, we will catch you guys live for the pre-show this Friday as we get you ready for Summer of George. Oh,